How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. We're glad to have with us uh, back uh, and definitely uh, here with us one of our favorite guests on the show, President Leo Girard, International President of the United Steelworkers Union, and more than a pleasure to have him back. Uh, Happy summer, Leo. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for being on. Same to you. There's been a question. I I, I saw um, an interview online on Yahoo with Katie Couric. And she was interviewing a former, you know, big wig at the GOP. And he basically was saying that most of the people, even if they come out and say they support Trump, in their gut, they think he's crazy. And they know that he's not suitable to lead this nation or to be commander in chief. Yet they're spineless because they stand there simply because he's got an R on his cape and support him anyway. You, you would agree I would imagine, Leo, that Donald Trump is not suitable to be commander-in-chief and lead the United States, lead this nation. Well, look at it in, uh, in a dozen ways. He's not qualified. First, he doesn't know anything about anything. Secondly, he runs his mouth and uh, flip-flops every, uh, I was going to say every day, but it's, sometimes it's every hour. Uh, he'll he'll actually can argue with himself. He'll uh, say something in one minute, and the next minute he'll pretend or, or not believe he actually said it. And uh, some of the things he said should just be automatic disqualifiers. And at some point you would think some of these Republicans would be ready to put their country ahead of their party. When he says, uh, oh, if we've got nuclear weapons, why can't we use them? I mean, how stupid can that be? When he says that we won't uh, necessarily support our allies, and uh, the only time that the NATO provision was invoked was after 9-11 when all the NATO countries came to the aid of the United States. And you can go over and over and over all kinds of things where uh, he just proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's not qualified. I'll tell you the thing that disturbs me the most is that uh, you got what you would think are rational and credible Republicans like uh, the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, like the majority leader Mitch McConnell, who uh, will say things about how incompetent and scary he is, but then out of another side of their mouth they'll say they're still supporting him. Right. Uh, how can they e- even though even though Senator Mitch McConnell basically has admitted that the Republicans might lose control of the Senate because of this yeah. guy. Yeah, and the thing is that uh, um, you know, they, they, the, the Republicans created this Frankenstein. They, they created this Frankenstein by um, getting closer and closer to the to the fringe of their party, the extreme right-wing fringe, and uh, they created the opportunity for this guy to get to be their their nominee, and now they don't know what the hell to do with them because they're afraid to alienate the right-wing radical fringe that they've got. So the, the onus is on us to win this election and to win it big time, to clean out the... Uh, the right-wingers out of the Senate, to, who I think with some luck, an opportunity and a tide that uh, t- 
takes uh, Trump out of office, we have a chance to bring back the House. Thank and it would be wonderful to have a majority in the House, a majority in the Senate, and the uh, first female president in the United States. Absolutely. making me tingle when you talk like that, Liam. Um, <laughs> you know, this morning before I was on Fox, Real Clear Politics had in the state of Ohio Donald Trump trailing Hillary Clinton, but by only 2.6%. And I say it because, you know, not uh, no one has been a, a Republican that's won the presidency without winning Ohio. That is a state he needs to win. And much like others like Pennsylvania, where you are, um, but I want to talk about Ohio because of that very slim point spread. Um, he likes to tell folks that he'd be a good president for working American families. But that is not true. So first off, I, I, I want to know, Hillary's doing much better in Pennsylvania than she is uh, in Ohio, and both are big, blue-collar, middle-class, working men and women uh, states. And why do you think that he's doing so well and, and so close to her in a state like Ohio? Let's talk about that first. Well, I think one of the concerns is that uh, Ohio has taken a real pounding on uh, manufacturing job loss. Ohio is a big, big manufacturing state, I think even bigger than Pennsylvania in some ways. Uh, and uh, he's come in and made all kinds of promises that he knows he won't keep about bringing manufacturing back, uh, that uh, he's going to wipe out the trade deals. You know, No one's been more anti these trade deals than the Steelworkers Union, but the reality is you can't just wipe them out. You've got to go and rebuild the industrial base of the country. You've got to put in rules. You've got to put in domestic procurement rules. You've got to uh, charge forward on every violation of our trade laws and use our trade laws to handicap these companies. And that's the one area, one of many areas, where Hillary Clinton has said, and again, rightfully so, She's going to put in a trade enforcement officer, a trade prosecutor that we badly need, and she's going to fight to get it well-funded. And so one of the things we need to do is we need to go and tell the truth about Donald. And uh, the reality is not only has he shown his hypocrisy by buying his clothing line. i got to say a couple of things about this if i got time. Buying his clothing line from places like Bangladesh and El Salvador and China. Uh, which is uh, bad enough. But on the day after, think about this, on the day after his daughter spoke at the Republican convention, they were selling the dress that she wore online the next day. The dress that she wore to speak at the Republican convention was being sold online the day after she spoke. And you know darn well that that was going to be made in China or El Salvador or Bangladesh. And it shows the complete hypocrisy. While they knew while she was speaking, they were planning to sell her knockoff dress. Um, The other thing is, Leslie, that uh, the steelworkers went to a Trump hotel, paid the room charge, and we went in that room and we went through every product, everything that's in that room, the lamps, the, the night tables, the dressers, the pillows, the sheets, the clock radio, the sound bar. We went through everything. Everything, I mean everything, in that $600 a night hotel room was made in China or El Salvador. Even the Bible was printed offshore. So this is a guy that in his his own hotel, or allegedly his own hotel, you're not sure if he just rented his name, as they say, but in that hotel, everything was made offshore. 
And so we're going to take that and we're going to put together a video. We're going to put together a, uh, a handbill, and it's going to say who's fooling who. And we're going to go tell all of our members, and we're going to tell their families, and we're going to tell everybody we can tell that this guy's just a complete hypocrite on that issue. I agree. And I want to know why, I I hear what you're saying regarding Ohio, I hear what you're saying regarding about what resonates, but also what resonates is organizations like yours, which you are president of, the USW, that have blasted Donald Trump um, on his policies, on his proposals, and on his malarkey, as Joe Biden would say, with regard to the middle class. Because, you you know, today, when he spoke, I had a notepad with me, I filled four pages of lies. I count, and I, I wasn't even done. I had to get in the car and you know get back to the studio to do the radio show. So, what? Well, why do you think, Leo? And, and especially in age of you know information at your fingertips, you can Google and say, "Hey, is this right? Hey, did he always support this? You know, hey, does he want to make America great again when he can't even make America? I think America is great, first of all. But secondly, like you said, where he has benefited from countries that he's claiming are sucking away our jobs he has jobs like you said that are overseas making trump ties trump shirts and other trump products why are why are so many american workers gullible to this message because i think it's a sad uh, comment on the whole political establishment to be honest and uh, what you've got is a lot of a lot of people who believe that for the last 30 years the system has let them down. They're angry at both parties. They uh, they believe that the system worked against them. When they see what happened after the 2008 economic collapse, when banks got almost 100% on the dollar uh, from their literally their bankruptcies, and, and hundreds of and, and thousands of workers in Ohio had companies that went bankrupt, and they got pennies on the dollar or nothing. They lost their health care, they lost their house, and they didn't feel anybody was able to do anything and stand up for them. So they're saying, what the hell, take a shot with Trump, it can't be any worse. Our objective is to go out and tell them, yeah, it can get worse. It can get a lot worse. It can get a lot worse on our security, it can get a lot worse on our jobs, it can get a lot worse on this the guy that says to be back in the global economy, American workers make too much. He said that the minimum wage is too high. Uh, if the minimum wage is too high, I'd like to see Trump come and work for eight bucks an hour and see how long he would last. The minimum wage isn't too high, it's too low. And uh, so that when he says that to workers, we've got to make sure they hear that. What he's saying to you is, you got screwed up till now, but give me a chance to screw you first. We're and that's what he's actually saying. Uh, absolutely. We're going to talk more about that with international president of the uh, USW, Mr. Leo Gerard. Taking your calls, by the way, pick up the phone and join us on this Monday, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Trump wants to tell you he's good for the working class. President Leo Gerard of the United Steelworkers says he's lying. Who are you going to believe? Because quite frankly, Donald Trump, just like so many other Republicans or people pretending to be Republicans, try and demonize unions. And by the way, when you look, the less we support our unions, the less we support our union jobs, the more of our jobs go overseas, and the worse our economy has become. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. 
I'm your host, but he's our great guest, Leo Girard's in the house, president of the USW. More after this. Follow him on Twitter, at USW Blogger. Follow us and tweet us as well, at Leslie Marshall. The number again, 8886-LESLIE. Back after this. And we're back talking with Leo Girard, international president of the United Steelworkers Union, the USW. And we're talking about a great blog that Leo has written. Every Monday, you can read his blogs at the Huffington Post. We also share them on our website, and you can catch him uh, and connect to that on Twitter. Like I said, his handle is at USW Blogger. Leo, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Um, let's take some calls, and we go to Guillermo in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on line two, listening on KABQ. Uh, Guillermo, question or comment for President Gerard? You know, the, the, the question actually was, well, for both of you, every election there is a group that says, without us, the president wouldn't have been elected. Last time it was uh, Hispanics and uh, black people. This time, Donald Trump has 2% uh, support of black people, 24% support only of Hispanics, 52% of, uh, I'm sorry, it is like 20 or 30% of um, single white women. Why is he still so close to Hillary if all these people don't support him? I don't know. I don't get that. Explain that to me, please. Leo? Yeah, my, uh, my sense of that is who are they polling? And uh, what's the mix of the polls? Uh, I've come to the point where I don't believe polls. They've been so wrong in the last several years, whether you look at what happened in Great Britain with Brexit, whether you've looked at other polling uh, over congressional elections between uh, presidential elections, a lot of that polling has been just inaccurate. And uh, I know from my own life, uh, my uh, my family, except for me, don't have a hardline telephone. My my daughter, my granddaughter, my son-in-laws, my daughters, my wife, uh, they don't have a hardline telephone. Uh, I'm the only one that wants a hardline telephone. So how, who are you polling, and what are you polling? If they were polling proportionately in every in every demographic, except what they're calling uh, white men. In every demographic, whether it's by income, whether it's by um, race, whether it's by ethnicity, whether it's by male or female, in every one of those demographics, except for the angry white older males, Hillary is winning. But when you see the overall poll, they always try to keep it close. Part of my cynicism is lots of the mainstream media need a horse race so they can keep... uh, uh, selling commercial time, uh, but uh, again, having said that, you're you're absolutely right that uh, Donald Trump is every position he's taken is uh, detrimental to American workers, including his tax plan. You look at his tax plan looked at by Mark Zandi, who used to be an economic advisor to John McCain. He says that. Uh, that Trump's tax plan would cost us three and a half million jobs, and it would add thirty trillion dollars to the deficit. Uh, you know, you never hear anything about that. So, my concern for the speaker, as I'm, or the person that phoned in, is uh, I'm not sure that the polling is accurate. And so, I intend to work, uh, as one of my friends says, even when you're winning, work like you're losing. And I intend to work like we're losing and try to educate every single person I can about why it's important. And I've said sometimes that this is the most important election of my life. I'm not saying that anymore. 
This is the most important election of America's life. This is a, this is an election that's going to chart the future for America on the world stage. Thank you for the call, Guillermo and uh, Leo. I agree with you. And you know what? Um, I, I'm with you on some of these polls. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to to hit Nate Silver because right now he's showing Hillary ahead by you know what like you know like the chances of winning the presidency like 80 percent but i'm with you there's a difference between people chanting trump and showing up and voting in november and there's a difference between people saying you know you know it's a big statement when paul ryan says vote your conscience because what somebody does with their conscience in november may be very different than many of these many polls are, are showing actually uh no paul ryan said uh, to, to to vote with your conscience right um We'll take a break. We'll be back after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Leo Gerard. And, he, and half of the hour is gone already. Can you believe it? In the next half, coming up more with the international president of the USW, the United Steelworkers. Like I said, follow him on Twitter at USW Blogger. I'm Leslie Marshall. And we'll talk specifically, although Donald Trump attempts to cast himself as worker friendly, what he really wants to do, or more so what he's really opposed to doing, that would hurt the American worker, and you need to listen, especially if you're undecided or looking at favoring and supporting and voting for Trump. Stick around, pick up the phone, and join us if you have a question like Guillermo just did. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back after this. We are back with the president of the United Steelworkers, the international president, Leo Girard. Uh, Leo, thank you for holding. Once again, welcome back. Well, so let's break it down. Donald Trump has said more than once, uh, more than one occasion, that workers make too much money. Donald Trump is against increasing the minimum wage. Yet on the other side, Hillary has all along supported uh, an increase to $15 per hour, which is quite frankly what the majority of the middle class, the majority of the American workers want. And he is for right-to-work legislation, uh, spouting more of the lies about right-to-work states, that really aren't right for the worker at all. And he also thinks companies should move to those states. Why? Because they could pay workers less. This is all part of not only what he says, this is part of what this guy has done as a businessman for decades as well. Right, Leo? You may have the same little list that I do. Um, he's anti-union. If you think about it for unionized workers, he's been fighting unionization of one of his hotels-slash-casinos in Vegas spent millions of dollars trying to keep the union from succeeding, even though they succeeded and got uh, recognition by the Labor Board as a union. They are still fighting to get a collective agreement. He's got a tax plan that favors the very rich. Um, he said Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. Um, and you've already heard my thoughts on his comments about making it in America. I mean, that's so much malarkey on his point of view. He's He's had every opportunity to make it in America, and he's chosen to do the exact opposite. Almost everything that he has for his fancy hotels is made offshore. His clothing line is made offshore. Even his daughter, who's going to sell her dress on her clothing line, had it ready to go offshore within the day after she spoke. So the level of hypocrisy and disingenuousness is unreal. You've got 50, I mean 50, former people who worked in national security issues from both parties, saying in a letter that he's temperamentally unqualified and statistically and informationally unqualified to be president of the United States. So it's pretty scary that not only is it scary about his position, to me, uh, Leslie, it's scary that he's got 
support from anybody who uses common sense. And, and not only that, it touches upon every aspect of our population. Um, whether you're a middle-class union worker, whether you're a young person and you're hoping to get some kind of a relief with student loans or some kind of a helping hand with regard to college, at least free community college or access to that. But if you're older, Social Security. Donald yeah. Trump has referred to the program as a Ponzi scheme. He wants to privatize that. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a book that just came out on August the 2nd. I've purchased it, and uh, I would recommend everybody that can get a copy and read it. It's called The Making of Donald Trump by David K. Johnson. David K. Johnson started following Trump more than 30 years ago when he was a reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I've been reading that book. This is a guy who has made huge amounts of money by... Uh, basically ignoring his responsibilities. And what I mean by that is that all of his um, enterprises, he stiffed the little guys. He's refused to pay. He's refused to pay, and he stiffed little contractors. He stiffed workers. He's had six bankruptcies, and he claims bankruptcy is a business model you can follow. And in uh, his casino bankruptcies, he says, I've taken millions of dollars out of there. It's been good business for me. But yet he stiffed his small-time contractors. He stiffed the workers. He's, he's the most litigious person. He sued some guy because the guy said that he wasn't really worth the amount of money, he said. So this is a guy who, uh, as uh, Hillary rightfully said, this is a guy you can bait with a tweet, and he's not should not be anywhere near the nuclear button, let alone his positions on workers and uh, workers' rights. In his speech today, which we're going to talk about at length with our audience, um, he talked about weapons of mass destruction. And, um, you know, he and you just talked about, you know, his uh, tweeting. This is not only an individual that that can't be trusted. This is an individual who keeps changing his tune. I mean, he's changed his tune on on Iraq. He's changed his tune on trade. I mean, he says he's such, you know, the friend of uh, the worker and that he hates bad trade deals, what the heck does he think building a wall along the southern border will do with our trade situations with Mexico? Yeah, look, at the, 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 the thing is that he's an opportunist that will say whatever he thinks will work at the moment. That's why on, on one day he'll say one thing in front of a, a group, whether it's reporters or other citizens. The next day he'll be in front of a different group, and he'll modulate that and say something different. And then you'll get these Republican uh, leadership who will say, well, we need to get them back on message. Well, you know what? Bull, malarkey, as Joe would say. The fact of the matter is that he's telling you what he thinks. And, uh, you know, that uh, one of the things that I heard uh, uh, Mary Angelou say, I'm not pronouncing her name right. It's okay. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. You gave it a good try. Yeah, Maya Angelou said, if someone shows you who they are, accept it. This guy has showed us who he is. We need to accept it, and we need to make sure he never gets to be anywhere near that White House. I, 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 I agree. There are a number of things, too, that the working class, the middle class, the majority of our nation, I don't think, understand. Um, you know, outsourcing jobs overseas. Um, not raising the minimum wage, saying that workers make too much, and encouraging companies to move to uh, right-to-work uh, states. Now, uh, we just talked about Social Security, but let's talk about taxes as well. Republicans historically 
have put forth and, and, and even have breaks and plans that always favor the rich, the one, the two percent of this country. And, and what we forget is back in the Reagan years, the first few years were good, but then that had that trickle down economics. And that's right. when that, that phrase, that coinage came about. Um, right. the, the trickle down is trickling down onto the backs of the American worker. So the top ten, one tenth of a percent would get more tax relief than the bottom 60 percent of all American taxpayers combined under his proposed tax plan. This is another slam to the American worker, which some people don't even think about when they look at an individual's, you know, plan for economic prosperity and the taxation that they want to legislate. You can't you can't rebuild the infrastructure of America without finding a way to pay for it. And and the fact of the matter is that uh, every day somewhere in America we have a problem because of infrastructure, whether it's a water line break, whether it's a gas line break. We've seen explosions where gas lines have broken and exploded. Uh, you go to airports in America and that uh, they're barely functional. Uh, so that if you're going to repair America's infrastructure, we should at least get corporations to pay their fair share. And, and, and when, when you look at that, do the real analysis. It doesn't really matter what the tax rate is. It's what's the marginal rate. What did you actually pay? So if you look at Exxon as an example, Exxon got a tax rebate. If you look at uh, GE, GE, one of America's largest manufacturing companies, and what did they do? They got a multi-billion dollar tax return. So the, 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 when he says America is the highest corporate tax in the world, again, that's just absolutely not true. And the fact of the matter is that uh, the, the reality is that he says, well, we'll drop the tax rate to 15%. That means there'll be hundreds of thousands of companies that pay zero tax because he's not talking about closing all the tax loopholes. He's just talking about lowering the margin or the, uh, the net rate. Leo, I want people to understand when you have somebody advocate, as Donald Trump does, shutting down plants, moving jobs to lower wage states, like we talked about those right to work states. Right. What does that do to the community and to the families of these workers? Oh, well, what, when, when, when you end up in, in, in it, almost anywhere in America, there's a number of things that happened or happened, period. When you talk about moving jobs to a lower rate, uh, right to work state, the first thing you do is you're depressing wages everywhere. And workers need purchasing power if they're going to be able to buy the goods they produce. So when you look at depressing purchasing power, that's one. When you look at closing of a plant so that you can move it, take, take for example, Carrier in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. That's our plant. That plant made a profit every year for 100 years. They announced that they're closing it simply so they could go to Mexico and pay 6 bucks an hour, all in wages and benefits. Well, what does that happen to do to Indianapolis? Well, you got the barber shop that closes because people aren't coming for a haircut. You got uh, gas stations that aren't going to be used as much. You got the transportation system. You got the tax base of the city that's going to get damaged. You got the supply base that's going to get eroded. It's not just those 1,200 jobs that were lost. It's the multiplier effect in the community. And first thing you know, the school board's not getting enough to pay teachers. Teachers are having to bring their own supplies. They then attack teachers for making too much. Then they attack the, the municipal workers, the people who plow our streets and, 
handle our certifications for licenses and whatnot. They get told they're making too much because the tax system can't handle it. It has a repercussion effect through the whole economic system. And we've seen that when we've had more than 60,000 factories closed after the 08 collapse. We're going to take another call before the break, and uh, let's go next to Mary. Mary is um, also in Albuquerque. Mary, good evening, uh, afternoon. Sorry, Hi, I'm pushing uh, the day yeah, ahead. Question or comment? Over the weekend, you know, this was on home buying. Uh, I'll, I'll be quick about this because there's something else. Uh, that, uh, you know, first time home buyers, 86% cannot afford a home in the area they live. Uh, rentals have gone up 7%, salaries have gone down 9% since 2000. Uh, but then I read this article by David Ignatius called The Automation Bomb Coming for the United States. Uh, and uh, maybe, I, are you aware of this, uh, Mr. Gerard and, and Leslie? Uh, well, I, I read the same article. And, and it's, uh, it's actually scary. Uh, when you have uh, the rapid growth of the artificial intelligence and what it can do, I mean, something that people uh, uh, think about and talk about, but we haven't figured out the repercussions. What happens when we get driverless cars and driverless trucks? Uh, What's that going to mean? What's it mean when we're going to have more electric vehicles? Where will we generate the electricity from? How will we transport electricity? What will be the artificial intelligence that tells us when to move it and when not to move it? It's... it's, uh, it's something that we haven't been able to debate in this country because we haven't been able to even meet the basic infrastructure needs. So, yeah, I've read the same article and it scares the bejesus out of me. You're not alone there. Thank you for the uh, call, Mary. Uh, Leo, hang tight. One more segment. And if you have a question or comment for the international president of the United Steelworkers, Mr. Leo Gerard, President Gerard's hanging tight, and he'll be with us for one more segment here on the only true democracy in talk radio. We're talking Trump. We're talking his lies, and we're talking his empty promises and more lies to the American worker. Maybe you're out there and you're undecided, and you are part of the middle class, the majority of this country. We want to hear from you. What appeals to you as a worker, as part of the middle class that Donald Trump's saying? Because we just want to make sure you get the facts and set you straight. You need to know right from wrong. And a lot of what Donald Trump says is wrong. Workers shouldn't make less, and they shouldn't send your jobs overseas or to other states in this country that don't want to give you your legal right to union, to collectively bargain, or to fight for a decent working wage, those of you who favor the minimum wage being increased to $15 an hour. We'll be back with Leo Gerard and you right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. To call, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Follow Leo at USW Blogger. Back after this. And we continue with Leo Gerard, international president of the United Steelworkers Union. Follow him on Twitter at USW Blogger. Leo, thank you for holding welcome back. Before I move on to some other issues with Trump, and there are many issues like how fit he is to be a president and uh, the jeopardy uh, that he poses as uh, being a potential commander in chief. Let's take some more calls. And we go to Bill, who's in Santa Fe. He's listening on KTRC. Bill, thank you for joining us. Question or comment for our guest, President Gerard? Comment. Uh, you got a great show. Number one. Number two. Uh, he's uh, totally correct. Uh, the entitlements that the major corporations get in this country are insanely ridiculous. Like Exxon Mobil uh, gets back uh, entitlements of thirty billion dollars a year, along with General Electric 
along with Microsoft, and there are half a dozen others that I know about. The other comment I wanted to make, so, I mean, you know, if we, if we cut out these entitlements, you've got hundreds of billions of dollars you could put into education in this country and, and infrastructure. The other comment I want to make is that uh, everybody, everybody that criticizes the high cost of drugs, uh, just think about the, the chairman of the board of United Healthcare makes $250 billion a year. Four billion dollars in the last four years. That's like two thousand or three thousand dollars a minute. Who's worth that kind of money? It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Leo. So, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the uh, th- there's so many. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Scams, loopholes um, for the corporate elite at the expense of all the rest of us. To give you an example. Uh, 90% of the profits of the Fortune 500 companies were spent in, or in either dividends or share buyback. And you would say, okay, why would they spend their money on share buybacks? Because it drives up the cost of the, the price of the stock. Why do they want to drive up the price of the stock? Because almost every CEO and their top management get paid in the value of the stock. And so when uh, when you buy when you buy back shares, which used to be illegal, by the way, a long time ago, when you buy back your own shares, you're driving up the cost of the stock. You're making it more expensive for an ordinary Joe who might want to buy some stock, but I wouldn't recommend it. But then you get it for the the rich and the already powerful. They line their pockets with it because their 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 bonus plan just went up. So the the phone, the phone caller is absolutely right. Okay, thank you. Uh, quickly, let's uh, continue with the calls. I have some questions for uh, Leo as well. David in Asheville, North Carolina, Line 4, uh, listening on our newest affiliate, WPEK, 880, The Revolution. Uh, David, question or comment? Uh, David, if my memory serves me correct, I think you've called before, and I think you're a Trump supporter, correct? No, I haven't called before. Oh, you haven't called before. Okay, David, no, my bad. No. There's a lot of guys named David in Asheville, I guess. Uh, I good did. afternoon and welcome. Question yeah. or comment for, uh, yeah. for, for Mr. Gerard? Thank you. No, I uh, I told told your screener I'm a uh, I'm registered uh, unaffiliated and I'm trying to make an intelligent decision. So uh, I listen to you fellows on on Pete here and uh, I listen to the other side uh, some too to get a you know like I said I'd like to make an informed decision. But I, I, the question I've got uh, may sound like I'm a, well not a Trump supporter, but it's confusing that uh, even even the Democrats. Uh, say how tough a shape the country's in, how these things happen. I was just hearing the gentleman talk about uh, the drugs and the people in charge there, how much money they made and all. Uh, the Democrats were in charge. How did all this happen if they're so smart? And that, that's well, uh, okay. Before we run out of time, let me take a shot at that. Uh, one, of the, one of the big things that's happened in the last eight years is the uh, the economic collapse that came into effect in 2007, 8, and 9, brought to you by your friendly Republican Party and the President George Bush, uh, and the bank the banks went bankrupt on the schemes that they were allowed to run. Uh, they were bailed out basically 100 uh, percent on the dollar. They then went and <clears throat> there were thousands of factories that closed. When President Obama came into power, if you remember this, 
he tried to put in a rescue plan for uh, ordinary citizens, and it passed by one vote, Arlen Specter. And then they basically, Republicans basically ostracized him and ran him out of the party. In, in the opportunity since that time, every program that President Obama brought forward, whether it was a jobs program, whether it was an infrastructure program, whether it was a program to lower school debt, every one of those, the Republicans had a majority and were able to block after the 2010 election. They blocked every attempt that President Obama had to bring about some economic fairness in the system, and they helped create Donald Trump through that because that process will had attracted all the Tea Party folks and all the extreme right-wingers. And uh, you'll see that then even their speaker or their speaker of the House, John Boehner, couldn't function. Right. He couldn't make a deal. Absolutely. And one of the reasons he's gone. We're out of time, Leo. We could talk for hours, but he will be back. President Gerard, Leo Gerard, is president of the United Steelworkers. Please follow him on Twitter at USW Blogger.